Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Local authorities have suspended more than uh, or hundreds of people looking for social housing from their waiting lists for refusing more than one offer of a home in the last three years. Figures obtained uh, by the journal.ie. This is an article, by the way, from 2019 because, of course, these figures haven't been updated um, uh, because of COVID, etc. A lot of figures don't get updated. From the 28 of Ireland's 31 cities, County Council said they had revealed that 5,459 applicants turned down an offer of social housing between 2016 and 2019. Five and a half thousand people on a housing list who have no home. They're probably on a HAP scheme. They get offered a house and they go, nah. Now, the Focus Ireland Advocacy Manager suggests that problems with specific neighbourhoods, such as drugs and antisocial behaviour, often leads to a reluctance amongst families to move, you know, I suppose, to a particular area, and it's a common reason for refusal. However, he also said there are many cases where people turn down homes that are unsuitable for their needs, such as properties and locations without bus routes, uh, when they have no means of transport, or areas with few facilities, such as schools and shops. <sighs> you know, I don't get this, because when I bought my first house... I mean, I didn't have as much money as I would have liked to have had. I would have liked to have moved to a different area. But I moved to the area I moved to. I eventually worked up to something different. You have to take what you're given. You know, what you can afford, I suppose, at the time. And the same goes for social housing. Currently, people who turn down two offers of social housing are suspended from the waiting list for just one year and get no offers within that time frame. Families are given priority based on the length of time they've been waiting but those suspended are not considered to be on the list for that period. Also, homeless people who refuse two reasonable offers of social housing are currently removed from the priority status and can't reapply as homeless uh, for a year unless the circumstances change. There was a suggestion about two years ago of a change in policy whereby you would be suspended for five years, but it never actually materialised. I remember at the time, just all the, the kind of lefties came out and said, I can't do that! Families on the social housing list uh, have turned down homes because there was... No space to fit trampolines. I'm sure you've heard that story. Or because sea views from the properties made them seasick. I'm looking at some of the incidents here, by the way. In Limerick, um, the fact that a house could not accommodate a trampoline in the garden was given as a reason to be turned down. In County Waterford, a woman refused a house because she said she didn't want to live in the same estate as her in-laws. Another woman refused a council house overlooking Cork Harbour because she said her children would be seasick. In Kilkenny, a family turned down a property as they felt it was too close to a church. (laughs) Other reasons for rejecting accommodation include the presence of barking dogs, uh, children having to share a room. Oh, my God. Imagine your two children having to share a room. Oh, the hardship of it all, for God's sake. Everybody in this country of my, certainly of my age, you would have had brothers and sisters in bunk beds and rooms. It's quite common. There's nothing wrong with sharing a room. Nowadays, you've got three kids. You need a four-bedroom house from the council. Anyway... One family refused a three-bedroom, semi-detached house in Galway because they said they would prefer a home that included gas heating and not oil heating. (laughs) You couldn't make this up. 61,880 households were assessed as being qualified for or in need of social housing supports as of November 2020. As I said, those lists really haven't been updated. Minister for Housing, Darrell Bryan, said just some 25,000 households had their housing needs met last year and Budget 2021 has made 3.3 billion available for housing delivery programmes. Okay, blah, 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 blah. You know where I'm going with that, okay? So, what I want to talk about is the idea of refusing houses. It's the elephant in the room. 
that there's a large number of refusals. Should the rules be changed to address this issue of people picking and choosing where they live? Don't get me wrong. If you're paying for a house and you have a mortgage, you can pick and choose according to your affordability, I suppose. But if it's being provided by the state, should it not be a case of being grateful that we live in a country that provides a reasonable standard of social housing? Actually, probably a very good standard of social housing. So should you be suspended for longer than one year from the list or even removed from the list if you refused a reasonable house and not given choices? I mean, this idea that you give people choices. I, I mean, we had a woman on the air going back a couple of years ago and she wanted a house in Talla and she'd been offered houses all over Dublin, but I want to live in Talla. It's a pity about you, missus, that you want to live in Talla. You know, I wanted to live in Hoth. I couldn't afford to live in Hoth. I want to live in Dalky. I can't afford to live in Dalky. You know, so you have to, you have to, you know, cut your cloth, etc., etc., etc. You get over it. Just because your ma lives in Tally, it doesn't mean you have to live in Tally. It would be nice. And if you can afford it and you can buy your own house, you fire away and live in Tally. But if the state is providing it, surely it should be a case of, well, look, this is what the state is providing. Take it or leave it. Maybe I'm wrong in thinking that, and you think I'm wrong. The number is 87 8 That's 87 8 Should we change the rules that if you refuse housing, you're basically removed from the list? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-008. All right, some of your texts and WhatsApp. Now, there are genuine reasons why people want to refuse housing. For example, I know somebody who refused housing because they were put into an area which was pretty bad. Uh, would you like to raise your children in an area that's pretty bad? <clears throat> You're right, I wouldn't. But then again, the difference is, is if I want the best for my children, I will ha- work harder to get it and, you know, buy somewhere that's not in that area. So isn't that the difference when you're relying on the state to provide for you? And I'm not having a go or judging, but if you're relying on the state to provide for you, well, then unfortunately, you're not going to get those same choices. That's just life, isn't it? Because you're getting it essentially for free uh, or you're on very low income. Uh, the numbers are 08, the numbers 087 188 treble 08. Let me go to Eric. Eric, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Eric? I know. Good to speak to you. Eric, when it comes to social housing, I mean, there is a problem with the amount of people that are turning down offers of social housing because they're not near their mother or it doesn't have enough room for a trampoline. That wouldn't be very typical, by the way, the trampoline one. But I did hear of another one. It, the house didn't have an, enough space in the kitchen for an American fridge, which <laughs> I thought was funny. Um, but should they be allowed to keep turning them down? Uh, me, personally, I would say no. And that's coming from someone someone who grew up in a council state. As I did. On social welfare. Yeah. Uh, I, like my mum, like we all my family, we all grew up in, in those types of places. Uh, to be honest with you, if I had the chance now paying 1500 a month for a one-bed apartment in the north of Dublin, uh, I would jump at a social house. Mm-hmm. Um uh, you know, what people pay for a social house compared to what people are paying in the renting market now, it's 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 unfathomable. Well, you know, what I'm paying and what I'm getting. And the other thing know, as well is if you, if you don't pay your rent, you're out the door. Uh, if you don't pay your rent in social housing, it can go on for years. Exactly. And another thing I, I heard you bring up earlier on, the majority of the people that are turning these down are on HAP. I was on HAP for a while as well. Mm-hmm. And I actually, had to get, I actually got taken off HAP because uh, I was earning too much. What it, what um, it, what is the 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 guideline? Okay, so the point where you get cut off is what thirty four thousand is it? Yeah, thirty four thousand. Okay, I went up to thirty six thousand from your salary. Okay, so it was hardly so, it was hardly worth the extra two grand then for your salary because well, you're losing out the hap. 
Well, even put it this way. So the agreement between Hap, myself and the landlord at the time was was that they would pay the landlord a certain amount because I was a single person at the time. It was a fair chunk what they were paying him. And I only had to pay him, let's say, 508. But then you also, I don't think people realize this, you also have to pay the council 12% of your income, your weekly income. Now, I'm, I was a salaried monthly employee, so I had to pay them 12% of what I was earning each month, which was 100 uh, quid a week. So I wasn't just paying 508 to the landlord and then, you know, I was yeah. paying 400 to the council each month. So You were you know, still, paying a, you were still paying a fair chunk of change then, weren't you? Fair chunk of yeah. change. Yeah. You know, and I kind of think to myself exactly what you said. If I had a bit of a base, like in a social house, I could afford to save money for a mortgage and get out of a social a social house, you know? But see, isn't this the purpose of social housing? And I, I well, maybe I'm wrong in thinking that was always the purpose of social housing. Was when you're down on your luck, when things are not as good as you'd like them to be, the state gives you a dig out, gives you a nice house to live in to raise your family in. And as things get better in your life or if things improve in your life and you get a better job, well, firstly, obviously, the council, council will reassess your rent if you start earning more money anyway. But, you know, if you're in a position then to buy your own house and then move out of that house and let somebody else into it that's in need. And then someone else gets the chance then yes. to, you know... But that's not what's shoe. happening. That's not what's happening. No, it's not. It's not. And look, as I said, coming from... Uh, and you, you said yourself, you're from a, a council state. Yeah. You probably know some of the stories that you've heard. I know, as you said, young ones that don't want to take a house because it's not close to their mum. Uh, I've I've heard of people, as you said, because it's only a two bed instead of a three bed, and they're planning to have it another kid. Like there's there's all these different stories. Some of the that, stories are out. Right? I'm looking at the the, the on the freedom of information. Uh, the journal.ie printed a load of them there a while ago. Surprisingly enough, the journal did it anyway. But however, um, it says uh, they refused on the grounds the garden was too big. It didn't have gas heating. It had oil heating. It was too close to the sea, and they thought the children would be seasick. Uh, it was too close to a church. <laughs> Oh, geez, you don't want them there at church. Um, or it was in the same state estate as the in-laws. Well, well, now, there could be valid reasons there, depending on who you're related to, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. But this idea that I want to live near me mother, you know what I mean? I mean, we all want to live near our mothers, but sometimes we just can't afford to live near their mothers. Still begging to go back to me, Maz. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She could, she could still do the laundry for me. But I mean, everybody would like, you know, if given the opportunity, they would like to live where they want to live. But that's well, not always like the way it can be. Yeah, like historically, I mean, when you look at the estates that got built, I'd say in the 40s and the 50s, the likes of Crumlin, you know, all along the north side, all these kind of... Yeah, I was from Edenmore. Yeah. Yeah, you're from Edenmore. So like all these estates that, that got built outside of Dublin, the suburbs that got built, you know, they had nothing to begin with. You know, at the start, they'd, know, they'd only one local shop, they'd only this, they'd only that. And then over time, it grew. So, I mean, if you are someone that was being offered a, a social house in like a, a new and kind of sprawling area, you know, it may be a, a, a council estate. But still, I mean, it, it's somewhere for you to have a base and a foundation. You know, we talk about Maslow's, what's it, the five, five hierarchies or something, Maslow. You know, yeah. house is I mean, there's one. a lot of vacant properties all over the country. And, and I've yep. said this already, and you take places like, say, Leitrim, and I know we all slag Leitrim sometimes, but, but you take Leitrim. There's thousands of vacant properties in Leitrim, right? Yep. Now, I know it's not where everybody wants to live. It's Some people like Leitrim, some people don't. But let's just say a young mother who's unemployed, has three kids, and is living in temporary accommodation in Dublin in a kip, right? Surely she would be far better off 
out in a nice estate in a nice house in somewhere like Leitrim or Roscommon or in the middle you know the middle she doesn't need to be near the city she's not working in the city if she's unemployed the point I'm making is if, she, if she's unemployed so surely those kind of things we should be able to accommodate people like that I'm not saying make people homeless but put them out there and then people who need to live in a city live in a city well, I, th- I think, you know what, you, you sh- they should hire you to do a job of selling, moving down the country, because they did have the rural relocation scheme, and some people did do it, but they just couldn't stick living down the sticks. But if you kind of said, well, look, you're gonna, your kids are going to get better schooling, you're not going to be around the inner city where, you know, kids are going to get into mischief, you're going to have a new place to live, fresh air, as you said, yeah. close to a nice city or town nearby, I'm, I'm sure people would think about it, because... At the end, as you said, I mean, the, the times we're living in, people can work from home. So even if you're someone who, even if you're, as you said, a, a mother with three children, and you know you're worried about maybe not moving down the country because you won't be able to get a job, you can work from home down the country. You know. Well, I mean, well, look, when your circumstances change and you're in a position then to get work with children, get older, absolutely, I would say, well, then let's let's relook at the situation again and possibly move them on. It should be a, a constant moving situation, you know. I mean, for people's circumstances to fit in with people's circumstances. But stay there for a second. Let me just go to Jude as well. Jude, you're in Ireland's well, classic kids. How are you doing, Jude? Great, absolutely brilliant. Oh, I'm glad you're brilliant today, Jude. Okay, well, Jude. Yesterday, I am. Oh, right. What, what, what was yesterday? Uh, a day it should never happen. I spent the day up in the hospital and the doctors. Oh, I just don't want to go. To, I just had a bad day, so today is brilliant. Oh well, I hope you're feeling okay. Ah, oh, yeah, Grant. All right, okay. So, Jude, in your say, do you believe that people should be, I suppose, removed from the list if they if they're turning down the second house? Should they be removed? Of course, so because they're not desperate. There's no desperation because if you if you were desperate, you wouldn't even think of choice. You would take what's being offered because then there's no desperation. Like if you can, if you're that desperate, choice doesn't even come into it. So there is no desperation. I was only. I well, was well not everybody in social housing is desperate, by the way, because some so people are just on low income. Yeah, so they don't. So why should you refuse something that's given to you? Like these houses are taxpayers' houses. Everyone who's paying tax who works pay for them. So why is this asset or this, say, commodity, just uh, you know, given away or just? you know, use willy-nilly. Like, because it's called social that. cohesion. It's called, that's what we, that's how we deal with people who are not in a position to afford their own home. Like, private landlords kind of operate like the council. Rent has to be received when it's due. As you said there, you could, someone could be getting on this, on this scheme and not pay rent for years. Or maybe well, well, well there, there, is, there is evidence of that from council houses, our councils around the country that there is millions in arrears. Now, do you think in the private sector... That would even be... No, it wouldn't be a thing. Happen. No, it, it wouldn't be allowed to happen. financially happen. No, I mean, if you, if you didn't pay your rent in a couple of months, you'd be brought before the, what, the PTSB and you'd be probably booted out of the house with a very short notice if you weren't paying your rent. Oh, I want to read out a text here. It says, that I've never heard a lot of... Uh, heard such a lot of snobbery. You're saying just take whatever you're offered and get on with it. Uh, if you're not in a position to buy a house, which is nigh on impossible for the average working class citizen, how dare you assume council tenants are paying little rent? I never said they were paying little rent by the way I said the rent was based on their income uh, or on social welfare I never said that either anyway there are hard working taxpayers I said that 
who are on low income, paying high rents in council housing, such as myself, 180 per week. Uh, I, I could have uh, bought my house three times over the amount of rent I've paid over the years, was never in a position to buy, if you please get your facts right now. Well, I've actually, everything you've said, actually, I didn't actually say, so I think you were selective listening to a lot of what I said. But anyway, the fact that you're paying 180 a week, which is what, uh, nearly 900 probably a month, depending on the length of the month, I suppose... Um, I think you'd probably get a mortgage for a two-bed house. I don't know your personal circumstances, but you should probably get a mortgage for a two-bed house for that. Yeah, you're not going to live in Dublin for that kind of money, uh, but you might live somewhere else. You might, might not live in Cork Centre, but you might live outside in the county. You know, so, I mean, it depends on where you want to live or what you're doing or where you work. It's, uh, everybody's circumstances are different. And I never suggested, by the way, that everybody in this council housing is on social welfare. never said that at all. I said, I did mention, of course, a few minutes ago, we were talking to... Um, oh. Oh yeah, Eric, uh, that it depends on your circumstances and 34,000 is the cutoff point. Uh, sorry, Jude, just to, just to finalise on what you were saying there. So at the moment, you can have two refusals and if you don't take the second one, you go on a list for a year whereby you're not priority. There was a suggestion that you should be banned for five years or suspended for five years from the list after the second refusal. Would you agree with that? Totally agree with it. And if the money was so little, right, you're saying, oh, or they're paying little money, right? Not even little money, for paying rent. Well, if it's not as dear as the private sector, why are people going into arrears if the rent is not as dear? Well, the rent is based on your income. And yes, it's generally a lot cheaper than renting out. But how can you go into arrears for years private and years and years? I don't, I cannot understand. Because you don't have the money, I suppose. Sometimes, or sometimes you choose not to pay. Yeah, they choose, choose not to pay. And let's say that all the money they're getting, if they say if they are on social welfare, if they are, it's mm-hmm. taxpayers' money. They didn't earn it. If you don't earn See, that's the beauty about earning something. And you have to do it, and it can be hard-earned. Earning gives you choice. You well, is that, is then, well, well then according to our texter there who texted a few minutes ago, is your attitude snobbery just because you're in a position where you can buy a house? No, it wouldn't be snobbery. Because I think I deserve to choose where I live or choose where I live because I earned it. No taxpayer gave it to me. I didn't apply for any government or tax So because, you, because you're paying for it, you deserve to live where you choose to live based on your affordability. But if you're not paying for it, you, as far as you're concerned, you shouldn't really have a choice. Because when I work Are you saying you should just take what you're given? Yes, because if you work for it, you deserve that choice. If you work for it, if no one else gave you that money, you, made, you actually made, gave yourself that choice to deserve it because you worked for it. I, Eric, is there an element of snobbery attached to the conversation so that Jude is saying, well, if you work for something and you can afford it, well, you can live where you want. But if you don't, well, you have to take what you're given kind of thing. Is that an element? Uh, is that snobbery? I, I don't think so, no. I, I, I would tend to agree with Jude. And look, uh, you know, you have a couple of callers that text in there to say that, uh, you know, you don't tear everyone with the same brush. And look, you know, as I said, grew up in a council state. As I did. Hard-working people. Hard-working people, they pay their rent, they do what they have to do, they raise their families, you know. But, you know, again, as I said, like, the majority of council states aren't like that anymore. You know, the working class, as we say, is not the working class anymore. Uh, where I grew up out in Blanchardstown, that certainly wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not many people were working, you know. Over the years, the houses became haunts for just single mothers, you know, so... When you say they became a hunt for single mothers, what, because of there was people who were on, at the time, who were on social welfare at that particular time? At that particular time, yeah. You know, like, as I said, I mean, they, they would be, 
these single mothers, they, they'd have their baby just to get their house. I do, do you believe, do you honestly believe that? I don't know whether that's an urban myth, whether somebody would actually go out and have a baby just for the sake of getting a house. Do you think anybody actually does that? Or is that just something that people throw out there as a cliche? Uh, like, like I said, I'm not just saying that it's a tarpon with the same brush, but I've seen real life case examples of it. All right, well, look, I have to go to a break. Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. By the way, uh, Stephen in Ballinclash says, uh, Council's failure to collect rent owed is a major problem. Here in Wicklow, if the 2.7 million owed had been collected, uh, there would have been no need to increase the finance burden on homeowners by raising local property tax by 6%. Uh, the number is 087 If you want to give us a quick call to this, uh, do you believe... Um, that people should be taken off the list after they have a second refusal for five years. That was suggesting going back two years ago. Somebody says, Niall, you're talking nonsense to suit your agenda today. There isn't that much money owed to councils. Well, let, let me just give you the, the figures here, okay? Now, we don't have a more recent figure than 2020, right? But in saying that, in Dublin alone, Dublin City Council area, 67,000 are in arrears. Or 67, should I say, when we see arrears, 60% of tenants are in arrears. Uh, Dublin City Council, which is the largest council and local authority area, currently has 24,574 rent and tenancies, which provide a home for just under 67,000 individuals. And 60% of those tenants are in arrears, with over 5% of tenants owing at least 7,000. 33 million in total up to the end of 2019 was owed. 25 households owing the local county authority more than 27,000 each. And the most that was owed was a single debt of 38,000. Only four cases were brought to court. And in one of the cases, there was over 27,000 owed. And the person turned around and paid it on the day so they wouldn't be put out of the house. So they had the money or they could get access to the money clearly if they paid it. And the rest were left in their homes to pay it off in small denominations over time. So 33 million is owed in arrears. I can tell you now that would never happen in the private sector because if a private landlord was owed any amount of money, you'd be out of the house with 60 days notice. Let me go to Stephen. Um, Stephen, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing? Hi, Niall. Good afternoon. And actually, that's exactly what I texted in about. Um, and it's something I actually wrote about in this week's uh, Wicklow Times is about the the money that's owed. In Wicklow, currently it's 2.7 million owed in rent arrears. That's a huge amount and- of money for such a small area. It is, and more importantly is the councillors have to raise property tax by 6% to bring in a million. So if the councillors actually collected even half the amount that's owed to them, not only would the property tax, which I would, the increases the burden on homeowners, could have been avoided, they could have cut it. And this is going back for years and years, and every year the, um, they issue a, a report on the council's finances, and it's literally a cut-and-paste job every year saying that they got, they're working with tenants, they've got to address it, but nothing changes. Well, nothing well, he, well here's changed. an interesting thing Owen Keegan said back at the end of 2019, 2020, should I say. He said that um, 40% of tenants in arrears had made an arrangement with the council to pay the money over an agreed period of time. Now, I don't know whether they stuck at that arrangement, right? They have 17 staff who look after that situation, right? But 60% of people are in arrears. So, assumingly, the other 20% haven't made any arrangement or are refusing to make an arrangement to pay the money. In other words, they've no intention of paying it. I know. Well, here in Wicklow, they say, um, Housing Directive are, well, are acutely aware of the importance of working and focusing on rent arrears, particularly those in excess of €1,000. That sentence has been in the report in 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, and the rent arrears are growing. Now, in a private sector, if you keep failing to do your job, there are consequences. Mm. 
but um, I don't know. I don't know whether it's it's a policy decision, but it's not just Wicklow. It seems to be happening in all counties, and we shouldn't forget that someone. In, in, if you're in a social house and your circumstances change, like you you lose your job or you, you go on three day week, or whatever, they adjust the rent to take that into account. Okay, the low the they, lowest rent. If you're on social welfare and you're in uh, uh, you know uh, social housing, uh, the lowest rent you'll pay is twenty five sixty five per week. That's the lowest you'll pay. Now, obviously, there are tenants, it says here, are paying a maximum weekly rent of 423. Uh, okay, so that's the maximum you, that anyone in the country is paying, is 423. Sure, but as I said, if, you, if your circumstances change, they, should, they change the rent for you. It's not like somebody, if you have a mortgage, you, well, one, you, the bank may not agree to change, and if they do agree to change, they put you in interest only. You still have to pay it back. You're getting no free lunch here. Yeah, but, so the, the, tenants, but the point is, you're, I mean, when you're in social housing generally, you're getting a good deal, right? So that's, that, that's the point, isn't it? You're getting oh, a good absolutely. deal. absolutely. Yeah, even before crazy rent prices here in the private sector, even 10, 15 years ago, that was always the case. You're, you're basically paying a pittance compared to someone in the private sector pays. But then again, if you're in the private sector earning your own money, you have more choices. So mm-hmm. I suppose that's the trade-off. Well, okay, so getting back to what we were talking about today, the, the idea, now they did mean, uh, or they, they attempted to change the rules, whereby that if you refused a second house, you'd be put on the list of suspension for five years. It didn't happen, uh, of course, because many of the politicians, the Socialist Party said, no, you can't do that, you can't do that, you can't do that, which allowed people to continue to refuse properties for silly reasons in some cases. But should people be allowed to refuse properties? Within reason, now don't get me wrong, I do understand you don't want to be living somewhere where it's a den of iniquity and you've got two, two lovely young kids, you want to raise them. I get that, I do get it. But I suppose the argument is then if you want to live somewhere nice and you want to raise your kids somewhere better, you're going to have to improve your circumstances, aren't they? I totally agree. I would allow a person, I think, would be reasonable to, to make, have one refusal or maybe when they put themselves down on the housing list to, to, to put certain requirements. Well, they can. Example, they can. They can put down an area on the housing list where they'd like to live. That's an area or maybe a, a ground floor property because they have an elderly parent or something who's in a wheelchair. That would be reasonable, but not there's no room for, um, as you said, a trampoline. For the trampoline. Yeah, or because it's too near a church or because it's too... Or I get seasick by looking out the sea. <laughs> I mean, that is utterly ridiculous. And we've seen this here and in the UK as well. So, yes, if you refuse it once for silly reasons, or for any reason, absolutely you should be. I mean, we're in the middle of a housing crisis. I mean, I is, mean is five years too long to suspend somebody? Um, maybe suspend them for two years, and if they refuse a second time, five years. Mm. So I, mean, it, they, yeah. they can, I mean, plenty of other people live and get on with their lives, and they still have the option of upskilling and maybe improving their circumstances anyway. A lot of people just seem to take the opinion they're just going to take, take, take from society and give nothing back, and that's also wrong. Okay, well, listen, thank you very much indeed, Stephen. Appreciate you coming on the air. I think it's absolutely ridiculous to suggest that people have to wait five years after a second refusal. Um, I mean, five years of the government probably paying housing assistance, or HAP, as it's called, for these people to live in private rented accommodation when they, um, you know, can be in um, social housing. And, you know, if the if the house isn't correct or if the property that they've been offered isn't suitable for them or they you know they don't like the area or whatever it is um maybe they should be penalized in a different way but uh, certainly not by five years of the government paying their rent in private rented accommodation while they wait you know for the correct property to come up uh, definitely not five years there should be a different solution 
All right, okay. It's five years too much. There should be a better solution rather than putting people back on the list, or should I say off the list of priority, and they'll still end up having to get hat because they have to have somewhere to live as they have a right into the Constitution to have a roof over their head. So that's still going to cost the taxpayers money anyway, is the point you're making. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.